<laughs> Welcome to the shed. Yeah, I don't know. I, I used to get nervous and stuff with all pods now, but now I'm just like, it's, it's excitement. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How to yeah. place that energy, really, isn't it? Yeah, and how to understand it as well. I, I've actually realized that even negative feelings can be seen as just energy and used to do anything with. Like, mm. it's just energy. If you feel, if I feel anxiety now, it's like I can actually channel that into something good. Yeah. Because it's just energy in your body. Mm -hmm. If you get consumed by it, it can, can be paralyzing. But if you can see it really clearly, it's just like a sensation in your body. That, and with anxiety, for me, I usually feel that as like pure energy mm. it could be energy to do something to say something passionately yeah but i think it's just none of these feelings are a bad thing they're natural after mm. all i think it's just about knowing what to do with that energy it's a hundred percent also knowing the um knowing the feeling fear can be such a, a driving force away from what you're meant to be doing so it's like okay am i meant to be doing this why am i so scared to do it well you haven't done it before you don't know what's coming and it might be quite challenging. So your body's getting ready. Like every every time before I go uh, Kung Fu, I always get nervous. But I, not mentally, my body is because it's like, mm. oh, we're going to go and do this now. And yeah. it knows, it knows that. Yeah. Um, I'm keeping that in there. It's such a great way to start. We're straight in there with the energy. Yeah. This is exactly what we're going to be doing. <laughs> I just feel like I'm in a different dimension now because of the... <laughs> The audio, it's like uh, it's such a good vibe. Yeah. You're sitting over there, I'm sitting over here, but we're yeah. like in the same little bubble. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in the shed. <laughs> Just to give my uh, listeners and, and viewers a little bit about you and who you are. I want to say, you know, thanks for coming to the shed today. And we, we've just traveled from Cambridge around there and all the way to here and got there in Pandora, which is pretty good because she's been on like a 500 mile trek this month already. Um, the way I kind of put it across is that a lot of us are lost or losing our connection with nature. And the way you put it across is in such a simplistic way on social media, um, just asking people, you know, would you ever go barefoot? And I think that's such a simplistic way, but very intelligent way. And today we're going to unfold who Barefoot George is and get to know a little bit about you. <laughs> a little bit more. I feel like I already know you really well now. <laughs> yeah, 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 That's what happens yeah. when you're on the same wavelength. You just already know people. Yeah, frequencies. It's just like catching up with an old friend. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> so as I said, uh, we're going to go through a little meditation now. So okay. just just relax <laughs> mm -hmm. and uh obviously it's a rocking chair also actually no i think i have to take my socks off don't i for this one <laughs> wow. even though it's fake grass it's close to the close to the thing yeah yeah, yeah. same uh, kind of feeling yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it's close a bit plasticky but <laughs> we can't beggars can't be choosers yeah, yeah but <laughs> i'm gonna lead you through the woods oh my god <laughs> you're like god now <laughs> you've got a god complex <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, okay. So close your eyes. Can you hear me all right? Is that enough? Yeah. It's like <laughs> it's like a guided meditation. <laughs> guided little meditation. Yeah. The fact that you're in my ear. It's yeah. Like, it's unbelievable. <laughs> okay. So what I'm going to do is ask you very direct questions, and um, you're going to know the answer. But just just sort of tell me. Just sort of say what, whatever you see, basically, when I ask you the question. So just get the feeling of the woods, sort of leaves falling. You know, we've gone into summer now as well, so the sun's sort of hitting through the, through the trees. You're walking along a sort of path at the minute. And you look to the right of you, and you're walking with someone. Who is that person? I don't fucking know. <laughs> no one. No one's there. No one's there. Okay. You continue to walk along the path and an animal comes out from one of the bushes and looks at you. What kind of animal is it? It's a fox. And what kind of interaction takes place with this fox? A curious interaction. Curiosity. Yeah. Like wanting to understand one another. 
two quite friendly sort of get to know each other no uh, maybe not not friendly to begin with but but like uh we don't know each other but we want to understand each other yeah yeah so then the fox fox does his thing darts off <laughs> and you walk deeper and deeper into the woods and you enter a clearing and before you you see your dream house could you describe what the house is like mm. something simple like a, made of wood yeah a log cabin like a big kind of biggish log cabin mm. spacious log cabin um, the veranda places to sit and, and the veranda would have to be facing the not have to be but it is in my mind facing the sun sunset mm. so I can sit outside and appreciate yeah the end of the day and it's like a normal I have to have a veranda both sides to be honest because you've got to have you've got to be able to appreciate the sunrise and the sunset Set, yeah that's quite a good idea yeah, I like that. No one's, I feel like no one's ever thought of having a veranda both sides of the house <laughs> with a sunrise and sunset. Well, well, it's out there now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's a fairly, like, normal-sized cabin in the woods. It's like, what sort of size is it? Is it quite... I think you said quite yeah, big. It's not like a, a small cabin. It's got mm. a... It's like a big, just just spacious, but like, like a, a log cabin on crack, basically. You like it. <laughs> a log cabin on crack and is there a fence no 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 border it's it's just among nature there's no there's no boundary great so now you're going to walk into the house and there's a dining table uh, can you describe what is on the table and around the table do I have to have a dining table no you can you can I just see um Sort of mats on the floor, cushions around. I don't. I don't actually like furniture that much. I feel like furniture is heavy. Hmm. Um, inside would just have to be lots of open space, lots of cushions, mats down everywhere. Very relaxing vibe. Yeah, yeah. No, no formalities whatsoever. Hmm. Is there any food or flowers or herb garden? Herb garden in yeah. in your in your living room. In every room. Yeah, in every room. I like that. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Medicinal herbs as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, you might have ones in the bedroom that are, are more for, like, sleep. I like, have lavender in the bedroom. Um, and, like, you know, cooking things like chives mm -mm. in the kitchen and basil. And all of them, I don't know, that these smells, it's very, very therapeutic. Yeah, yeah, yeah nature growing and inside we just have such like in, in the modern day we've got such stale stale smells and I, I hate it but I always have to open a window everywhere I go mm. and there has to be plenty of ventilation in this place yeah almost so windows. It, almost so it's not an, uh, um, an obstacle in the woods it's part of the woods yeah yeah. yeah. to be honest like it'd be better to just live in the woods and, and have that as a home yeah but it's it's done in stages I could, mm -hmm. do, I could go from a log cabin and then work my way integrate down to, yeah slowly integrate because it's not like um, even just taking my shoes off is has been hard it's mm -hmm. been a hard journey so doing it all at once would be probably a bit much yeah but yeah doing it in small stages works for me so you're in this relaxing living room at the minute and then you see a door and you're you're going to walk out the door, and on the floor you see a cup. What's the cup made of? Wood. Okay. And what do you do with this cup? Let it be. Let it be. <laughs> okay, and then you're going to walk to the end of the property, and you'll find yourself standing um, at the edge of a body of water. And uh, what... What type of body of water is this? A river. Is it quite a big river? Not too wide. Yeah. But quite deep. Yeah, yeah. Deep enough to be able to kayak down yeah. it or boat down it or whatever. Yeah. Wicked. I'm going to do kayaking too. <laughs> <laughs> and then how do you cross this this river? Get in. Yeah. And if it's uh, not too deep, feel the bottom of the river with my feet. Mm-hmm. And just walk across, like, 
no care in the world. Yeah. I've actually done that before. I've, yeah, been, yeah. I've been in this exact situation. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking you back there. <laughs> Amazing. You, uh, you're, you're done. You, you got through the woods and you can slowly open your eyes and come back into the shed. <laughs> That's beautiful. <laughs> Thank you, man. I really enjoyed that. It was so good. So we can find out now what your answers mean. <laughs> Christ. Are you making notes? Oh, my God. I'm making man. notes, but it's... Uh, it's a kind of, so basically, everything that I asked you has a representation to this psychology task. You can take it with a pinch of salt um, on, you know, but what, what I find is with everyone, it works in a really good way of them saying, oh, yeah, that's to that part of their life or that's to this part of life. So it's not too deep. Don't worry. It doesn't, it's very surface in a sense. So we was in the woods um, I just loved how, just to say though, I just loved how involved you got with it and just started making a story around it. Oh, like, I do. <laughs> yeah, I see an object and I make a story. Yeah, about. yeah, 100%. It's brilliant. So the person you're walking with uh, is the most important person in your life. See, so you said no one at the minute. <laughs> you like that, you know. Shit, that's you bad. Know. <laughs> yeah, but no, it's, I mean, no one's quite good. I've had... There's a guy, I can't see his face, and he's in a dressing gown. <laughs> I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like, I don't know what's going on with you, bro. <laughs> Maybe we need to do another test, you know. But um, the size of, uh, so the size of the animal is representative of your perception of the size of your problems. So a fox is, is great. And guess what animal I said? A fox. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, the severity of your interaction with the, am uh, uh, with the animal is representative of how you deal with your problems. So you're curious. You both kind of have the same understanding with each other. So that's pretty good as well. I I tickled it. <laughs> I was like, hello. <laughs> you know? Shit, the way you did that, <laughs> I right thought, on. tickled his balls. <laughs> tickled his balls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I went dark. No, I'm joking. But um, I have foxes live just there. So it's quite funny that foxes, but obviously I've had some people that come up with a bear, you know, you know, their problems are the size of a bear or a wolf, you know, but the person that said bear actually cuddled the bear. So even though the problems were big, the interaction was still, I'm going to face these problems or I'm going to, I'm going to have open arms towards my problems. So that's another way of looking. If your problems are as big as a bear, just give it a hug, you know, um, the size of your dream house is representative of your ambition to resolve your problems. So again, you know, you, you even said it's a pretty big cabin. You're not like, well, you know, it's a little cabin in the woods. So that's also good. Um, and also I'm saying that's also good. There's no right or wrong. There's no good or bad. It's just where you're at right now. I think this is a very good way of seeing where you're at right now. No fence is great. It means you're very open, very welcoming. This is a place where you don't really have any guards. You are what you are. Um, and I've had some people where it's like it's a fence but it's a little gate or other people go <laughs> there's a big massive uh, gated area but once you're in and they even say it before I'm, they know what the fence is but they, they they say once you're in you're in you're in my world like it's a whole mansion place you know like, what they don't realise is they're actually blocking everything else out yeah yeah and then exactly. the ones with the gate they're like well I'll let in a little bit but That's, still I it's always to... it's always just a little bit but you're not you know uh, um, so you found so we went into the living room and I think because you have quite a different way of um, how to live through the society that's why also you know a lot of furniture and things like that would be quite heavy in the way you said it so I think it changes kind of the way this process is because maybe because who it's angled at at the same time but I agree with Matt's and I just think that's great yeah relax um it is basically, if you didn't have food, people or flowers, then you're generally unhappy. But then you said you wanted food all around the house mm -hmm. and growing everywhere. So I think that just shows, I don't want just a dining table. I want the whole house to grow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I want the house to be alive. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because it's like a transition towards, towards fully being immersed in nature. Because mm -hmm. we're actually, we're not separate from nature. We are nature. Of we're course. just like discovering, we're aliens trying to, go home go, yeah 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 trying to get back to it yeah you know what i mean yeah we're literally aliens in this society mm. yeah it's not natural yeah. and it's making us sick <laughs> yeah. um then you found a cup 
So the the durability of the material of this cup is representative of the durability of the relationship in number one, which is who you with. So you know you've got a, you've got a wooden relationship with someone who's who is we don't know who they are. <laughs> and what does a wooden relationship <laughs> mean? A wood is pretty durable. Wood uh, can last for a very long time. Wood is made to build houses. You know, it comes from trees. You know, yeah, so it's wood not, not precious. No, it's it's something that can it's durable and it can last. And you would say wood because I don't know anyone that's more in nature than you, to be honest. <laughs> I didn't but, say wood to be cliche. No, no, no. Nothing no. I said was to be cliche. No, I hundred percent. Say whatever agree. the hell is on my mind. No, of course, of course, of course. I mean, you're only going to get the wrong answers if you don't say the truth of what you're thinking and see it. Yeah. Um, and what you do with the cup is uh, also your attitude towards number one is the person. So you just let it be. So you let no one let you, everyone's cool. Just do what you want. Yeah, I passed the test. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I get a certificate. Yeah. <laughs> and in the shed certificate. <laughs> also, the size of the body of water is representative of your desire for love. So that's good. You know, a river, it flows. You know, it's not too big. It's not too small. It's perfect. It's pretty normal to be at the end of a log cabin as well, I think, in the woods, maybe. <laughs> so I've had lake. <laughs> or, but I was picturing, mm, I just, in my mind, there was a river. Yeah. Now we've gone through uh, the woods. <laughs> Let's start with sort of yourself and how this, how this came around. When was the first time you thought, I'm going to pick up a camera and go and ask people? Mm, uh, well, actually, I made content before, before I ever took my shoes off. Yeah. I was... Um, I met a friend in college and um, we both had maybe a similar creative outlook. We were very sort of, we were compatible in, in doing stuff together. Like in, oh my goodness, what was that? <laughs> I mean, too much of a flow state and then <laughs> boom. <laughs> oh, oh. Christ, what was I saying? <laughs> You had a friend who was uh, very creative, just like yourself, and yeah. you actually made content before you started asking people on the street. Yeah, well, we actually, I started doing um, interviews. The, mm. the first thing that gave me a real buzz in life was going around asking people random questions. Um, and I usually ask like on the edge questions like, I don't know, when did you lose your virginity? Mm. I, I was young and like, I wanted to ask weird questions like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, I don't know. I still felt like a hole there. I felt like it's giving me a, a buzz, but it's not really like, doesn't give me a sense of purpose. Mm. The time between that and then actually being barefoot and making content, a lot of shit happened. Because yeah. <laughs> I didn't really, I, I took a step back from making the, the public videos. Um, and actually, um, me and my friends started doing TikTok. We did this joint account and it was we saw numbers like we made we made these videos where we would touch people's hands on the on the escalator and this was just before covid by the way yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> um but literally like touch someone's hand on the escalator and film it from above or like from a balcony somewhere and it was it was just fun i'd be like touching people's hands on the escalator part one and then <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. film my friend or he'd film me take it in turns we just thought oh we just want to make something funny mm -hmm. entertaining um, I've always had that desire to make something that's that can make someone feel a certain way. But then I sort of after a while, I was like, this is just not filling me up at all. I feel I just feel like dead doing this. It feels like a very soulless activity. <laughs> yeah. Touching people's hands on the escalator. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds ridiculous me talking about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then I was like, I don't want to make content anymore. And uh, my friend, he kept making sort of this like just churning out content he was like he saw like the vision he saw like he can make money out of this basically mm -hmm. um but that wasn't my motive at that point because i felt like i didn't know enough about myself to to be happy about just committing to something just because it's going to make money i mm -hmm. felt like i've got a lot of things to do in my life i've got i need to take some risks before i like settle down into a rhythm of like do this every day i don't know if i ever want to settle down into into a sort of regimented lifestyle mm. i want to want to always be free free from the box mentally quite easy to put yourself in a box mentally it's, it's usually not other people putting you in a box it's yourself 100 mm. like, percent takes took me a long time to discover because i'd always 
look at people around me and think I'm just in a box because of all these people. Mm. But you're in a box because you put yourself in a box and then other people around you can only ever see you in the boxes you mm. put yourself in when you're with them. So it's really change starts from within, doesn't start from other people around you changing. Sorry, yeah. we just went on a tangent there. Mm -hmm. No, I agree though. And it yeah. is also like, you know, where you're going, we, we were speaking about this in the car a little bit, where it's like, you know, you do this part of content for a while and then you're like, oh, I'm trapped in that part of content. So when I was making clothes, I felt it was just like, it's summer now, make these clothes. It's winter now, make these clothes. Now you need to make these clothes. And, you know, you're working on winter while you're in summer, you know, and I was just like, I'm not, I'm so out of the present moment. I'm already thinking about what's coming in the winter and what I need to do then while I'm trying to enjoy the summer at the same time. And then I went through mm -hmm. this whole, like, festival you know, you got to be at this festival, got to be at that festival, got to be at that festival. And that taught me going into this. How can I set this up so I'm not trapped into any form of it? Like what if this brand is just, you know, like yourself, if, if it's your brand and it's not like running along the sort of essence of a seasonal process or how it needs to be, you can sort of keep building new boxes. And then once that mm -hmm. box is built, you're like, right, I don't like this box anymore. I want to move out of this one and go to something else, you know. But I wanted to start this in a way where it's like it's just open, you know. And then you get the usual question, well, what is your niche? You know, I hate that. I don't have a niche. Don't, I am the niche, <laughs> you know. Like, don't put me into any category. I look at, like, on Spotify, what what would you class this podcast off? And it's like comedy, philosophy. I'm like, I don't fucking name any of these specifically. It's all of these, you know. So it's so true with a box. Yeah. It, and you have to be careful. And I think what you demonstrate is that at that point, you're, you started making where you're touching someone's hand on the escalator. And then you're like, this is funny in that, but to know, to know in yourself that you're like, okay, this isn't good enough for me. I need to transition. I need to do something else that's going to help. That's where some people might continue just doing the same thing, you know, or, you know, <laughs> don't know how many hands you'll get away from touching on escalators, yeah, <laughs> you know. Um, so where was the jump from that to sort of, you know, to the transition of doing different content or, or, or solidifying? It wasn't a it? jump. Yeah, yeah, it was a slow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Christ. So that's a big one. Hmm. Um, I guess I had a real problem with cannabis because mm -hmm. I, I think that gave me, it filled the hole that I was I was missing in, in terms of my sense of purpose. Um, but I, it never made me feel fulfilled either. It just got me by. Mm. And I sort of just started living. I thought, well, maybe the maybe I'm the problem and I just need to learn how to sort of suppress myself enough to be able to keep doing the touching people's hands on the escalator videos, not in reality, but as a metaphor for mm. life to keep, to, to be the sort of machine that society wants me to be. And so I did that for a long time. Maybe like, actually, so as my friend took this TikTok idea and took it to the next level, he was doing really well with it. And so I started helping him because that was giving me at least something to do during the day um, and gave me some kind of sense of purpose. I felt like at the end of the day, I felt like I'd done something at least. But in that time, I, I, I still felt lost within myself. I didn't know what I wanted. And I didn't, when I talked to people, I was just, kind of aloof didn't feel like I was engaged with anything in in life at all I was just mm. I just wanted to be on a ride just to to be distracted from myself really from from the root causes of everything but you can only live like that for so long and maybe it took me like five years or so of of smoking a lot of weed doing a lot of crazy things and then finally realize that what I'm looking for is something that really turns me on in life. And I, it sort of started manifesting where I felt I felt kind of like a pressure cooker, like about to explode with something, I don't know what. But then we were at a hotel and I just stopped wearing shoes. I was like, I'm not wearing shoes anymore. Because I just, I, I was so done with with boxes and rules and all these things. I just, I wanted to... To begin with, it was a statement. Just like, fuck you. I'm going to live my life exactly how I want to live it. Mm. And it turns out that I actually enjoy this a lot. And I get a lot of, <laughs> yeah. I get a lot of um, passion. I get a lot of uh, energy 
from it because it feels like I'm doing something good for myself and probably good for the world. And the process itself is enjoyable. And that takes all my boxes. Mm. If I'm doing something that's good for myself, good for the world, and I can enjoy the process, then that's that's my thing. Um, but the thing is, now I'm looking for the next thing. Like, the the feet have become irrelevant now because everyone knows me as the barefoot guy. It's like, yeah. that's what he does. I'm not really making a statement anymore. I'm still, I'm, I'm created a new box, basically. Yeah, yeah. Myself. And that's why I've, I, I went at it full force making these would you ever go barefoot videos and then realized just another box was forming. It's so easy to escape one box and then start creating another on your yeah. own, all on your own. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it just, it's been like a backwards and I'm probably still not out of the cycle. I, I'm probably making another box as we speak mm. right now. But I'm actively doing things to not make another box. Like, yeah. like the meditation and and doing things that I find uncomfortable. Even just, even doing a podcast, maybe two years ago, I would have found uncomfortable. Yeah. Because it's like, oh my God, I've got so much to say. How do I, I need to say it all at once, but how do I deliver it in the right way? All these things go through my mind, um, especially when it's like, oh my God, lights, camera, action, right, what are you going to say? How, how are you going to say something right now that's going to change the world and deliver the yeah. exact message that I want to deliver in the most concise way? Mm. But I can't do that. I realize that there's no way you can do that. And you have to take the sort of slow slow journey of of slowly unwinding and unraveling things and not trying to do anything quickly mm. there's no need to do anything quickly i used to sort of have i used to think of my routine as something like a morning routine is something i need to get through but now it's i realize it's something where i need to enjoy the process of it of course yeah and the reason why i've adopted things like meditation and yoga is because it, it addresses that exact thing of enjoying the process because you can't meditate if you're waiting till the end of the meditation you can't sit there for 10 minutes waiting for the timer to go off. That's not meditating. No, no. And so the only option really, if you do it every day, the only option is to just give up, like give up the the struggle of like, I have to complete this. You you don't, you just, just sit there and yeah, yeah. see whatever comes up. Be in up. that moment, yeah. Yeah. I find when I run, like when I run through the woods, I listen to like Alan Watts probably every day. I like chill steps so it's like Alan Watts with drum and bass why I'm running <laughs> you know what I mean it's just like you know and he's always you know work is play and you know um, but I, I find I will it, it's a good way for me to always realise how much I can be in my head and I'll be running along and then say 10 minutes has gone and I haven't heard a thing he said you know and the headphones I'm fully you know I'm I'm completely deafening out with my thoughts. So then that kind of allows me to... And sometimes, to be honest, I'm like, why am I in the woods with headphones? So I'll run without them. But sometimes I don't know how long I fucking run for. So I'm like, I need, I need to know where I'm at a little bit. Otherwise, I'll just keep running and then I won't be able to walk the next day. But how I look at it is like, it keeps me... Uh, you know, it's like awareness. It keeps me in the present present moment. I'm like, look at the trees. Look at, you know, look at everything that's going on. So I was running the other day in a park I've grown up in for like ever. And I remember a kid I was hanging around with when I was like, must have been like 12 or 13, had a fight underneath this tree. And I ran past this tree and just slapped the leaf. As soon as I did that, that memory just came straight back into my head of like that moment where these, you know, where, where these two teenagers had a fight and I just overlooked it. And it was like... One of them got a log and hit one of them around the heads. So it was quite a bad fight. But I was like, did touching that tree give me that memory? Or did did me just running past, did it jog? But the way it came into my head was like, you know, it was quite crazy. So, like, running through the woods, I always try to stay there, you know, and it's in a meditational state because you're just present. That's all it really is mm -hmm. with meditation. If you're thinking, I used to say to my dad, stop look at living in the illusion of the future. You know, because there is no past, there is no future, there's only now. And if you keep looking towards something, when you get there, you won't appreciate it because you're already thinking about the next thing you're going to go to. So yeah, I yeah. think it's very important to have these these yeah. things. Yeah. So the answer doesn't lie in the future, it lies in right now. Yeah, yeah. Just breaking that cycle of, 
of wanting something more than what you've already got. Because mm. that is, I, I find life ironic in so many ways. In wanting more than you've got right now, it puts you in a worse position to get more than you've got right now. Mm. But in wanting what exactly it is that you have right now, that puts you in the best mindset for growth, mm. ironically. But I think, it, well, for me, it's almost been scary to relax into the present moment because my my sort of drive and passion would say, no, I've got to be thinking about the next thing. Mm. But I've actually achieved so much more in being present than thinking about the next thing. Because it would just come to you if it's meant to be anyway. Exactly. Not being too cliche, but it's once, once you're there, you can't say that to anyone else if they haven't experienced it. But you start seeing it yourself when you when you're like, oh, this is what I'm meant to be doing, and that, you know, it's yeah. like you sound like a, you know, you sound like a just woo woo or hippie or anything like that, and it's like no, it does like it does seem right. like this when you're in it. It's very surface level. This stuff like mm -hmm. it's right, it's right in front of all of us. Mm -hmm. Every human has the capacity to just see this in an instant. It's just it just takes the right sort of lens, the yeah. right guidance sometimes. Sometimes just hearing something, you'll be like, oh shit. Like usually for me, I just hear something that clicks with me and it like answers a whole whole list of questions I had. Um, and it really sort of eliminates the questions mm. because it's like I didn't even need to ask those questions in the first place. Yeah. I've that's my sort of new frame of mind. Don't need to ask the questions. Mm. There are no questions. No, like no. everyone's like, what's the meaning of life? But have you ever considered? You're in it. <laughs> have you ever considered not even asking that question in the first place mm. and just just being? And that's a much better way to live than always thinking, why am I here? Why mm. am I here? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You are here. You're, you're yeah. finding everything out in the way that you're meant to. Yeah, yeah. There's no yeah. like, there's no rush. There's no like nothing matters the one the one i listened to today of alan watts was like you know if 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 you had half an hour to talk to god what would you ask and you know he said you probably have a team behind you or you wouldn't you know because the idea is you probably if you if you really knew you wouldn't ask him anything because you already you're you are him or you are experiencing it so just go through it i find the meaning of life question is just like it's a gift you you're in it experience it learn from it and whatever comes your way do it you know, and you can battle with the questions of what it is. But I think from a young age, I, I'm all, I've always been like, what's that? <gasps> you know, I constantly ask questions. I can't not ask questions about certain yeah, yeah. specific subjects in this realm of what it is. Asking questions is not bad, mm -hmm. but it's, it's like you've got to know what questions to ask. And often yeah. a lot of questions are just based on things that aren't even real. Mm -hmm. Like... It's literally about discerning between que the right questions to ask and questions that are completely irrelevant. Yeah. Like, what is the meaning of life is an irrelevant question. Mm -hmm. Even if you could find an answer, how is that going to change right now? It's yeah. not. No. Um, but there are good questions, like, mm -hmm. what food should I put in my body to, yeah. to be as healthy as possible, to mm -hmm. stay alive? That's a good question. Or maybe I should actually relinquish that and just you know eat shit because i should have no attachment to organic food yeah yeah <laughs> it's but you can overthink this no. forever yeah yeah and so stop thinking and just yeah, just do it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. living it yeah how long have you been barefoot as well uh i actually worked out 19 months the other day okay cool so yeah, yeah 19 months and what sort of changes if we were going down a health route what sort of changes have you noticed within your body like a whole different perception of reality mm. like i can't actually i can't look at other i don't know i can't connect to people in the same way that i used to be able to because it's like i'm having such a wildly different experience mm. to them with certain people it's fun <clears throat> but with like sort of everyday people who are caught up in in the sort of the cycle i can't actually i find that i can connect to them on their level but I can't really, I can't be on the same wavelength because it's like I've looked up at the sky. I've seen, I've seen more than them mm. um, and I can't sort of unsee it. So it's kind of like the dynamic. I don't, I don't want to sound narcissistic or egotistical in saying this, mm -hmm. but the dynamic is not just in going barefoot, but just having a lot of crazy experiences. The dynamic I find with everyday people is sort of, changing over time where i couldn't spend a day i couldn't spend a day with someone who's not open i mm -hmm. think being openness is probably the best quality to have 
but if if someone is purely set in a certain mindset like this is how life is meant to be i i can't really get anything out of spending time with those people and i'm i don't want to close myself off either i'm i actively seek things that challenge my perspectives because i don't have anything figured out really i'm literally just feeling my way through life mm. but even to get to that is is quite something that not a lot of people <clears throat> get to i'm not bigging myself up I'm it's saying, true it's i'm true, saying though. how it is yeah, yeah yeah it's true though and it's 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 like it is a letting go you you're not you're not looking at fear or anything like that as as something to stop you it's something to guide you at the same time okay i can i can do this what's the worst going to happen you know yeah so no i i rate it i think it's i think it's a good thing and openness is something that's that's definitely it's a hard thing to come across in a lot in a lot of places you know because there is one train of thought in certain certain areas of society and it is quite difficult you know also with time people just don't have time to research people just don't have time to you know in certain ways of life they just can't sit down and think okay or mm. or they just don't want to get involved with it really you know i think people are just constantly distracted yeah i think a lot of people's worries would be dispelled if they just stop distracting themselves mm. if you were trapped in a room for a long enough period of time without <laughs> any distraction or even if you were, I think maybe a room might drive you insane, but if you were exiled into nature with no possessions, nothing, mm. you would learn a lot about reality very, very quickly. Because a lot of the answers are right in front of you, but you're just, it's almost too too in front of you to be able to see it. Everyone's trying to look past the answers in a way. Mm. The answers are, are a little bit further back. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You need to take yeah. a step back to find the answers, mm. not sort of keep ploughing forward. Mm. Yeah. It's like if you look too closely at a painting, you won't see what it is. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you get yeah. caught up in the detail. Mm. My granddad always used to say, people start out life knowing nothing about everything, and then they end up knowing everything about nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and it, like, it, it sums up the stupidity of of having that mindset of just like a need to to keep going down this route mm. you don't find out anything by by sort of narrowing your sort of narrowing your mindset down over time i feel like people think that people almost take pride growing up in narrowing their mindset like having the sense of i've got things figured out figured out and yeah. um and actually what they're doing is they're just limiting mm. their horizons they're, they're just limiting their experience you're not or actually that, achieving yeah. anything at all or allowing other people to tell you what they think it is you know and then just trusting that a lot there's a lot of trust in the wrong areas in certain places you know and it's um it's taught us in a way from school i think you know to take the textbook the textbook is what is meant to be learned and the textbook is exactly right to what it is even though a lot of it says theory but then you know and then you're tested on that and if you get it wrong you know you get bad grades and you're not going to fit in basically yeah. so but school was just an exercise of following rules i don't mm. remember ever being allowed to do my own thing at school i was always told what to do mm. i noticed all i ever experienced was told what to do if i don't tick the box i get punished if i do tick the box i get a gold star yeah yeah and that kind of makes sense that they want to make people like that for a society like this because mm. we live in a uh, a gold star society if you if you take the box you get a yeah, gold you get, star yeah. if you don't then you you don't get a gold star you probably get sent to prison or mm. or i don't know probably worse than that but it's like uh it's like detention mm -hmm. you either get you're yeah, either the similar. kid who goes to detention or you're the kid who keeps getting gold stars yeah and the kid who keeps getting gold stars is like i want to keep getting gold stars i'm i'm proud of my gold stars mm. but the kid who gets detention probably actually has a better life because you get more insight from being in detention from continually getting gold stars yeah, yeah. <laughs> how do you find it being in sort of an urban area you know concrete floor you know i mean to be honest i would feel it's quite dangerous walking around some parts of brick lane or london with bare feet because it's just so dirty in places you know drugs on the floor glass on the floor stuff like that have you found that like, have you found that difficulty, you know? Um, like, where you live, has it ever been a, a struggle around there? Or you just kind of mind where you're more present 
I really that's just clicked with me now because you just you're actually in the moment because you have to look where you're going <laughs> a lot more. Yeah, you feel yeah. it. Yeah, you do. You do. You do. Kind of slow down a little bit, mm. but I don't. In the early stages, I was very mindful of where I step, but I realized that's not a way I can live my life. Being, I can be mindful of every step, but I can't be like careful about mm. every step. I don't think life is about being careful and and trying to avoid danger trying to avoid a certain sensation it's really about being mindful of sensation in its entirety like it's not about avoiding that like the gravel because it's uncomfortable to walk on it's about stepping on the gravel and seeing that sensation for what it is not having an emotional response to it mm. because a lot of what stops people from doing anything is an emotional response not the actual sensation itself yeah because sensation is meaningless without your own ideas that are attached to those sensations. So if you attach the sensation of walking on gravel to negative emotions, you're obviously going to have a hard time doing that. Mm. But as it happens over time, your feet do build up and your brain changes as well. And so walking on gravel becomes a pleasure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it, it starts, it does start with, it starts with your mind more than anything. Because I, I had a big thing about not wanting to, my feet to touch things stupid as that sounds it's like it's like i have this thing about i can't like doing the wash i hated doing washing up because like my hands have to touch all these dirty things or dirty things and i had the same thing with my feet it's like oh my god there could be anything on the ground hmm. but that's just a that's just my thought and over time putting this into practice has dispelled any any fear of what there is that i could step on but in turn that's dispelled most fears that I have in in my whole life because everything is about taking the next step and not being scared of what you step on. Mm. So by getting used to taking that next step and not feeling the fear associated with that, it has a knock-on effect throughout your whole life. For other things, yeah. It was really only when I started going barefoot that I started taking the next steps in, in my life in general. Mm. It's crazy. It's just so profound. It, it blows my mind. And I've had to bottle yeah. all this up because it just goes over everyone's head. Mm, yeah. But it's time to time to fucking fucking do it, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love it. The only sort of similarity I could say to it, you know, when you interview people when I'm on the street and I put a table out and I put like on the street podcast with a banner with my face on it. And when I first started doing that, I didn't realise like I felt fucking nervous or, and I felt scared, uh, you know, but also like this is kind of what I want to be doing. So, like, just, you know, you just live in that kind of, that, I would say it's uh, it's an adrenaline alertness. That's how I feel to it now, not don't do it, don't do it. But I didn't realise how you always kind of uh, perceive or try to perceive what people's reaction will be like. And most of the time I get it wrong or, you know, but I didn't realise how many people would be too nervous to come and sit and talk to me. You know, they either think it's, you know, a narcissist trap. They either think I'm going to put them on the internet and make fun of them or something like that. You know, all these mm. thoughts run from their head before they've even gone gone and tried something, you know, to see mm. what it is. Um, and usually as soon as someone sits there, I'll put a little board out and it'd be like, well, one day we had psychedelics, the queen and free speech. <laughs> Just normal topics to talk about, you know. So, but I didn't realise how much people you know would look at that and be like oh i don't want to do that you know for me it's like why wouldn't you want to do this have a yeah, chat yeah. like you know we, we can experience something together you know this is like let's connect we're complete strangers let's talk about a topic we both can understand and work out differences about each other through you know to me that's like normal but through that what what it taught me as well is like how to sit with loads of people just looking at you and you don't know what they're thinking. You do kind of know what they're thinking, but you can hear them a little bit as they walk past, but just sit in it. And I'd sit there for like five, six hours, you know, and I find going on the street and going up to people, whatever, was easier in that sense because I wasn't trapped. Like I was I was trapped in a chair. If someone sits down, I'm trapped with them in that chair, you know, and it's similar in in into like how how I like how I would understand how to just completely live in that you know what i mean because you can you you can end a conversation 
like that standing up as well as you can end it there but it's a bit harder sitting down it just taught me okay live in this moment so i can imagine when you first started going out about people would obviously pick up oh he's not wearing shoes or you know would that would you say that kind of made you think mm, well i completely can be myself and those looks just turn into not the same thing anymore well, I've always just reveled in going against the grain yeah, yeah. anyway. There you go. Um, at, school, at school, I always stuck out like a sore thumb. Yeah, yeah. And I reveled in it. I love the feeling of, of people looking at me and being like, you can't do that. What the hell are you doing? Because mm -mm. that's just, that was just how I was brought up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's just the way my environment made me. Mm. And so, Your energy is a Taurus and Aries as well, right? <laughs> it's yeah. literally like bull <laughs> and yeah. the god of war. <laughs> it's like, I am me. <laughs> I have this energy, you know? No, it's good. I mean, that's that's only the sort of way I can perceive it. I mean, I, as I said, I like going barefoot around the house and everything else. But I'm in the car as well. I don't know, I don't know what the pedals would be like. I'd slip. Sometimes I get sweaty feet. That could be quite dangerous. Your feet sweat actually to give you more grip. Okay. Because water. I mean, everyone knows that when it's a bit wet out, when it's a little bit wet outside, mm. car tires have more grip. Yeah. Funnily enough, than when it's dry. Mm -mm. And the same thing applies. They just to have feet. to warm up to it, don't they? Yeah. But I your think. feet sweat the most. The soles of your feet sweat yeah. the most out of any other part of your body. Yeah. For the very reason of giving you more grip. More grip. Yeah. So that's you, another one I didn't know. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 And you were saying you started running now. I did for a while and then I realized I was forcing myself to run. When I told you, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I probably, I like running. I run when I, when it's fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, I run randomly. I don't, I don't confine running to like a 30 minute period every day. Mm. I run whenever I want to. I might be in the woods. I'm just running down the street just for the hell of it. I don't think running should be confined to a sort of a block of time. Yeah. It's like people can't get out of this timetable sort mm -hmm. of way of thinking. There actually is no timetable. It's like you, you're probably going to do more authentic things that make you feel better by not having any timetable mm -hmm. and just being sensitive to what your body is feeling in that moment. Yeah, yeah. And obviously stuffing yourself up with drugs or, or food or whatever it may be just blocks that natural sensitivity of knowing what it is that you really want to do. And then you start thinking, well, I've got to do this thing because you're just completely out of touch with what it is you want to do. Yeah. So you start going back to the, the comfort of the school timetable because mm. that's what you've been brought up well, with. Yeah, yeah. You make me think about how uh, OCD I am about running. <laughs> <laughs> I have to go today. I have to go today. But to me, I haven't lost the enjoyment with it. I love it. Like I love, like I love just jumping in the car, going for a 20, 30 minute run and just like, just get, it's, for me, it's getting in nature. You know what I mean? I'm over here in the end of the garden, which I think there's enough nature in here for me. <laughs> but it's, it's that fact of running through the woods. But then also I like to have that addiction over any other, you know, the fitness addiction or, you know, but, but no, don't run when your legs are killing you. Like just because you want a better headspace, maybe you need to rest. I think sometimes I need to know when to rest as well. That's the main thing. Earlier we were talking about cannabinoids. I'm just going to jump ship there. <laughs> okay. But earlier we were talking about cannabinoids because I've got this big weed leaf behind you, <laughs> which my head was in one day, you know. Um, and we were saying you were saying, well, let's go let's go into it in a way where. Um, if people didn't know what cannabinoids are, what what is a cannabinoid? They're like the thing that stop you from going insane. Yeah. Like, if you look at... Like a receptor in your body sort of thing. Well, cannabinoids themselves are, are drugs. Mm. And in your body, you have cannabinoid receptors. Yeah. You have an endocannabinoid system, which basically means you have drugs inside your body already without having to smoke weed. Mm -mm. <laughs> Like DMT or yeah. whatever, who knows? Who knows what your body can actually create? Mm. Um, but if anyone knew, you'd be locked locked away. Yeah, in another fucking box. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, that's what the human body is, just a very illegal drug factory. Mm. Um, shit, cannabinoids. Um, basically, if you don't have cannabinoids, you can develop things like Parkinson's, schizophrenia, depression anxiety every mental health disorder under the sun mm. you can develop from just having low cannabinoids and low cannabinoids can be 
are pr- pretty much prevalent in in most people in today's society because it's all linked to to trauma to to memories to associations so if you've got and, and having a sense of belonging so if you've never felt a sense of belonging you've had lots of childhood trauma chances are you've got low low cannabinoids and you're going to suffer from mental health conditions mm. at some point and a lot of a lot of people smoke weed and a lot of people drink coffee and like 90% of adults in the world drink coffee every single day well I should say 90% of adults are dependent on caffeine mm. every day. I need my coffee to, in the morning. To get yeah, by. Yeah. And interestingly enough, caffeine stimulates the endocannabinoid system in a similar way to cannabis. And actually very related mm. in that way. And most people in the world are either smoking weed or drinking coffee or often doing both. I was doing both. Mm. And I realized growing up I was drinking a lot of coffee as well it was like and when i cut it out that's when i was like holy shit got a problem something's i didn't know what it was then but i felt just it's like every mental health condition possible came into my mm. uh, my being um but i never really i never associated it with cannabinoids at that point because i didn't know because no one tells you about this shit no one tells you how to use this beautiful piece of machinery no but it's actually very it's a very intricate piece of machinery that requires it does require a manual in some sense when you're choosing to live outside of the natural world i don't think there's anything wrong with exploration you know developing technology but i think if you're going to do that you're taking nature into your own hands Mm. we are nature we have consciousness and it's like consciousness taking nature into its own hands. And you have to be very, very careful when you do that because there are so many delicate balances that nature has dictated that you are coming away from. Mm. There's a reason why it's called mother nature. Yeah, yeah. It's our mother. And when we come away from that, it's like leaving home. You have to learn how to be independent. But it's like we've all left home and we don't know how to live. Mm. We've left home before we've listened to our mother. Yeah. And our mothers raised us properly. Mm. We haven't been raised by a mother at all. Because, like, humans aren't, we're not the the sort of be on the end or we don't know everything. You no. think that you're taught to think that your parents are like people to aspire to be like. But it just gets worse and worse because your parents are brought up in the same way you were by their parents and their parents. But there's never any, no one ever questioned anything hmm. and so it's just a downward spiral of effectively forgetting who, who we, we are. are yeah <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> yeah yeah it's true and it's so hard to find like that's really why i sort of took this path because i'm like well i can't find all the information you know it, it, i'm gonna try and work it out and see what comes my way to help me live a better life and the the essence of it is health and the body to me like to find out what the body does and you know as you said it's a machine it's like it's like the best best fucking tech we have like and we don't even know its limitations we don't know you know dmt states like dmt's released when you die we don't know how to you know through pranayama through breathing you can get to these sort of states you know some people do unbelievable things like hold their breath underwater for eight ten minutes you know what i mean like deep dives you know there's you know parkour free runners kung fu like the li- like and when one person takes one specific route and becomes a genius and it shows how the the body is but they have to do that through the whole period of life and they you know if they've been in english school you, football or cricket and that kind of thing you know it's not it's demonstrating a certain type of athlete but not something in the way that you can activate certain forms of the body or anything else. What do you think about breatharianism? Well, I've got nothing. I've got nothing against food. <laughs> Me neither. I like food. I, I love food. <laughs> yeah. I think. I mean, you could come back to the sort of uh, the meditation thing and say that actually relinquishing food and not having any attachment to it would be a better way to live. Mm. But. We're clearly attached to something, but it's just about knowing what attachments are healthy and what attachments are not healthy. Mm. And I know when I eat certain foods, it makes me feel good. And when I eat other foods, it doesn't make me feel good or makes me feel bad. 
I see a sort of cause and effect and I fasted mm. and that makes me feel good. I don't know how fasting would make me feel over a long period of time, like yeah. forever. Um, how did you do fasting? Like every, like intermittent fasting. Yeah, yeah, I've yeah. never done a long fast. Well, it depends what you, most people would say a couple of hours is a long fast. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I've never gone. I'm starving. <laughs> it's like, bro, you haven't eaten for like four hours. You're calm. Um, yeah. No, I mean intermittent. So you're like, what, 14 to 18 hours, something like that. I was pretty hardcore. I was eating once a day, so the whole 24 hours, effectively. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and now I, I've broken that rule. I don't, I don't have attachment to to fasting anymore. Mm. I think you listen to the body. Yeah, yeah. Um, if it's hungry, I'm, it's telling you something. I think. Yeah, I'm quite a routinic person anyway, so I like to, I like to have rituals. I actually, um, I make an omelette, three egg omelette every morning. Yeah. A French omelette, yeah, not any old omelette. <laughs> Gotta be rolled up. You make soft scrambled eggs first, yeah, yeah, and then you roll it up like a Swiss roll. All right, okay. And you just get the most beautiful tasting thing ever. Mm -hmm. And the secret is, don't use. A lot of people use either butter or olive oil. Mm -hmm. I say use both. Yeah. <laughs> well, you heard it here first. <laughs> so I've got an omelette addiction. Yeah, I'm yeah. Very attached to omelettes, but mm. if I I went without omelets if i was f exiled from my omelet addiction <laughs> yeah then i would find curiosity in facing the loss of the omelets mm. i think life is less about trying to find the the, the way to live like oh i need to not eat or eat is more about going with the flow because in reality you are where you are mm. and eating is just a part of it's a part of our all the people around us and obviously there are people who do different things because they want to create change but you can't isolate yourself too much from fellow human beings because mm. that's not going to achieve anything either no if you if you become completely against everything that everyone else does then you're on your own mm. and that can't create change but i think there's there's a better way forward which is to subtly do things differently like shift towards organic food or get your feet on the grass or something. Mm -hmm. Not make any drastic changes, but it's the subtle changes to act as a bridge to a new world rather than living all on your own and feeling shit because we're actually, we're social creatures. The one thing that we all, well, we all should love is is our fellow human beings. Mm. And that's the most important thing. Well, I'm no one to say that's the most important thing, but to me, I've realized that I can isolate myself and my beliefs all I want and it will only lead me further away from the thing I want the most, which is connection. Yeah. And to get connection, you actually have to drop your beliefs and, and ideas to some degree or if not totally. Mm. That, that, that creates more unity. U unity? Unity. Un unity. The more blank we all are. Yeah, the better. The more we can just get on with yeah, each okay, other. Yeah, okay, you do that, man. I'll do this, you know, it's rather than yeah. like, no, don't do that. It's like, well, yeah. why not? You're doing that. <laughs> yeah. And everyone's advertising a way of life. Mm. But the only way to be is just open. I accept other people's ways of life. I do my thing. You do your thing. Mm. It'd be great if we could overlap in some areas. Yeah. But ultimately, I think what everyone wants is a sense of belonging and to feel connected. And because we lack so much of a natural sense of belonging we find all these strange outlets to be connected, like, you know, joining a clan of people with a certain belief, like religion, mm. or I would say like the LGBT thing is, is a religion in a sense. Yeah. Any of these groups of people are, are effectively people who didn't feel a sense of belonging. They weren't validated enough in, in normal society. And so they found each other. Yeah. Religion and that, you know, I find you, it's another box. In a way, you know, and I don't have anything against anyone that, you know, is religious or anything like that. But I feel for me, I couldn't go down that route to just completely give myself to not not the, the flow of, of, of everything, you know, because it's just one. I find it's one route and one way of thinking. And But I've spoken to many religious people as well, even even people handing out the Quran on the street. And, you know, it's it's a good way of thinking if it if it helps you and gives you value. But the other side of that is if that's something that you've gone to because 
and you don't even know it's a religion yet and you won't look at any other thing other than that and and take note of other people's opinions then that's not a religion that's that's a cult <laughs> there's a difference you know and i find that's where we're getting we're getting the lines crossed a little bit with what was the beginning of these stories to what is now a clusterfuck of of everything just seems mad yeah. there's so much confusion mm. nowadays so constantly much. yeah and i don't know how how <clears throat> anyone really survives <laughs> I'm barely surviving. Yeah. We're wasting away in these chairs, man. Right? <laughs> 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 we skeletons. We were here forever. <laughs> uh, I mean, as I was saying, I just come from Jack in the Green, right? And it was just so nice to be in the town of Hastings in a very strange place. But nice, strange, like just a welcoming kind of place of, of two different kind of dimensions, different kind of people that all are in this town together and they just get along. And I didn't really see any fight. I saw a lot of drunk people on like around motorbikes on one side. And then I saw a lot of other kind of drunk people, but none of them were aggressive. None of them were like in a frame of mind, like they're all happy with what they're doing. They just get along. And it's very eccentric on one side and, you know, and and very like lad kind of bikes and like alpha doms like going around like it was mad and then i was on this parade and it was all a celebration of nature and summer and they get up at like five o'clock in the morning which isn't that crazy but they get up at like but it's crazy because of the day they have ahead like you know some of them are like in their 60s 70s and like i've been up since four this morning and i'm going come on just one interview <laughs> you know but it was just so nice to celebrate i've never been in something like that before where you're just celebrating nature you're celebrating a green guy who comes out to show that summer is i'm probably butchering this story right now but that was the essence of what i got from it i'm totally engaged yeah 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 and basically um basically jack is this big figure and it's all like a giant tree and someone's inside inside it holding it running along and it has all these green sort of one of them are called gandalf the green he looks literally looked like gandalf <laughs> you know and he was like gotta protect nature and the rings mm. it's funny you brought up lord of the rings earlier as well but the um the whole essence of it was just like a celebration of music, natural music, you know, literally just drumming and, and playing guitar and violin or walking down this parade and everyone just celebrating, you know, just the essence of summer's here. And then it ended up on the top of a mountain, like the top of, you know, a hill like overlooking the sea. And it was just, it was just, it was the absolute bollocks. <laughs> I loved it. Wow. And I think those kind of things is what we need to be in, in sync, you know, a celebration around. It's not christmas and what we can buy each other and materialized in that way it's literally as simple as the gift we've been given of the sun coming out that's that and that was so much more gratifying to me in 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 the essence of what it was don't know where i was going with that but basically <laughs> that's where all these things come from mm. all these celebrations have just been twisted of course and like we don't even have a harvest festival anymore no i don't know anyone who celebrates harvest festival mm. And I don't think Christmas was always known as Christmas. It was known as the Midwinter Festival. Like, yeah, we've made it halfway through winter. Mm. Let's get together and celebrate mm. a common, a common, common thing. ground. Yeah, but no one celebrates common things anymore. But also the, you know, the old Amunita story, the Siberian Amunita. So basically, the shamans there would go um, in winter on the 24th i think i'm not specific on the date but it is based around christmas and they would go up to the pine trees in siberia and they would take the um they would take the the mushroom and they would also wear red and white so it's very santa claus vibes that's where i'm going obviously and basically if the mushrooms were wet they would put them in a sock and they would hang them up over the fire so it's literally stockings, right? And they would dry them out and then they would take the mushrooms in front of a pine tree. Well, pine trees, Christmas, you know, it's the same tree, basically. That's where these all grow. So they would literally take them and then talk to the tree about what they should do with the village and everything else. Then they'd gather the rest up and they would go down back to where their huts were. And if it was too snow, like too much snow around the doors, they would just, all the shaman would drop 
the mushrooms down the chimney <laughs> for the families to take. And, you know, you'd have families of like 13, you know, kids around 12, 13 that would go into these Christmas, not Christmas in their in their way of speaking, but this present moment, you know, um, ceremony and with the family. So that's what they would do over that time. But then also reindeers in this area and they're basically so addicted to Amunita, the mushroom, that when anyone comes out for a pee, they would actually hit them, hit the uh, shaman or hit any of the family, try and push them out of the way to get to their pee because the when when Amunita goes through you, it's got a poison in it. So most people don't eat like that. They are, the shaman either take it from the deer when they pee. Or it's the other way around. So I just find the whole thing. But when they eat it, they get a red nose. <laughs> oh, my God. So it's like reindeer, you know, everything. It's like, what? <laughs> I'm so glad you let me tell that story again. Because last time I told it, I was actually the Grinch <laughs> on a pond. And I'm trying to trying to tell you about a mushroom now. And I look like the Grinch. So the seriousness of it was still kind of there, but not as much. But yeah, to go to your... You know, what you said to it is is that so many stories and things have been manipulated to capitalise on, really. You know, every, everyone will think Santa Claus just, you know, the Coca-Cola on the lorry. And it's like, it's all a bit weird anyway. A big guy going down your chimney, he gives you presents if you're good and coal if you're bad. And he likes carrots and milk and you have to leave them out for the reindeers as well and cookies. You know, you're just letting yeah. a stranger down your chimney who's clearly too fat to get down most chimneys anyway. You just highlighted something. Well, Everything we already do, everything everyone already does mm. is really, really weird. Yeah, So yeah. why can't we accept new weird things? Yeah, yeah. Or things that have been put into a weird bracket because they were kind of the natural thing to do in the first place. Yeah. You know? Connect with nature, people. <laughs> so it's been great having you today. Oh my god, is that it? <laughs> what you want to go longer? Felt <laughs> <laughs> like five minutes. What the hell is going yeah, on? For an hour and fifteen. Oh my goodness. Yeah, 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 yeah. Time I feel like girl. there's so much still to cover. But we can go a bit longer if you want. I'm down. No, it's all right. Because <laughs> now it feels forced. Now you've said it. Don't can't. force anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we'll have another. Have another yeah, for one. sure, for sure, for yeah. sure, hundred percent. But I do have a final question. And, uh, you know, there's no right or wrong answer. But it is, what is reality to you? To me, very, very interesting thing to study closely. Love it. <laughs> I think you do it well. Um, Amazing. Is there anything you want to shout out? Any projects you've got going? Or are you just going to go with the flow and let people find I'll just out? go with the flow, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Let it be. And uh, everyone knows where to find you anyway. It's, it's, uh, I, I think it's a great name though still, you know, not to put you in a box, but, you know, it's great. Boxes <laughs> can be useful. Exactly, exactly. I think that is definitely the uh, the the end note that boxes can be useful. <laughs> well, thank you so much, man. Amazing. Oh, this great. has been amazing. <laughs> I love it, mate. <laughs> All right, cool. Everyone, I hope you enjoyed and, uh, yeah, catch you next time. See ya. See ya. <laughs>